Hey guys, and welcome back to Forgotten Fridays. Chris, are you ready for part two of the Tamla Horsford and Alonzo Brooks case? I am ready, but not ready at the same time if those two things can work together. You know what I mean? I totally feel that. Well, let's jump right in. Now, Alonzo Brooks' case was recently featured on Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. So if you haven't watched that episode, you should. But these two cases remind me of each other in many ways. The most notable is that two people went to a party with friends and never made it home from that party. Alonzo's family has suspected foul play for years after his suspicious death 18 years ago at a party in 2004 in Lasange, Kansas. Netflix's recent reboot of Unsolved Mysteries, which featured an episode dedicated to Alonzo's death, has brought in tons of attention and tips, as well as lots of rumors and accusations swirling around on various social media about the case, including rumors of a police cover-up botched case. After his body being exhumed in 2019, a medical examiner has officially concluded that Alonzo's cause of death was, in fact, homicide. Brooks was 23 years old at the time of his death. He was one of only three black men at a party in Lasange, Kansas, that had about 100 guests, according to the FBI. He rode to the party with friends, but they left before him, leaving Brooks without a ride. After he failed to come home the next day, the family contacted authorities. After Alonzo had been missing for almost a month, a group of his family and friends organized a search. They began on the road near the farmhouse, and just under an hour, they found Alonzo's body, partially on top of a pile of brush and branches in the creek. Alonzo's father said he and a family friend were the ones who spotted him. His father said during their search that day, the skies had been overcast and threatened rain. But when they found Alonzo's body, the skies cleared and the sun came out. Chris, his family had to search for him and find him themselves. This is what I'm saying, people. This is what I'm saying. His family had to search for him themselves. And just like the last one, mind you, the uh, aunt didn't find her body until the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's like... She's finding this in the morning. That's time that this body is left there. Just like it means nothing. Just like her, her life meant nothing. She's just laying there like a like an animal. Like an animal. Just like he is now discarded and laying there just like an animal. Like he doesn't mean nothing. Doesn't deserve a proper proper burial. Doesn't deserve any of that. Any decent treatment. And like you said, this is a month later. Another thing. Friends. What the hell? Definitely. I why y'all? Why would y'all leave? That is fucking ridiculous. I now this is one of those ones where I'm not even gonna apologize. You do not leave your friend Never. in any kind of situation where they are outnumbered or they have to walk home or do any type of thing like that. If you were there, right? Oh my god, that makes me upset. You do not do shit like that because uh, because this is. And you know what? It probably weighs on your heart now. Like you're yeah. probably sitting there and you're thinking about this constantly because. You're just a, like you have just an equal playing in this, yeah. As whoever did and this, and I to think him, which I did sad. watch the Unsolved Mysteries episode. I, he seems remorseful. He does. He seems like he knows. It's on him. Mm. I'm. That's that's sad, and that you know that's like the price you have to pay. But yeah, he could still be alive. After the official autopsy performed in 2004 didn't determine a cause of death, Brooks' case went nowhere. 
but in 2019, the Department of Justice and FBI reopened the investigation into his death. Additionally, the FBI announced in June 2020 that they were offering a reward of up to $100,000 to anyone who has information about his death. And I want to mention this didn't happen until after Netflix made it a big deal. We are investigating whether Alonzo was murdered, then U.S. Attorney Stephen McAllister said in a news release at the time. His death certainly was suspicious, and someone likely multiple people know what happened that night in April 2004. It is past time for the truth to come out. The code of silence must be broken. Alonzo's family deserves to know the truth, and it is time for justice to be served. The FBI added that his death was being investigated as a potential racially motivated crime. In July 2020, the FBI exhumed his body from his grave at a Topeka cemetery. From the beginning of this case, rumors swirled that Brooks was a victim of foul play. Some said Brooks may have flirted with the girl. Some said drunken white men wanted to fight an African-American male. And some said racist whites simply resented Brooks' presence. Brooks' mother, Maria Ramirez, always believed her son was targeted for his race. And all of that stuff came from the FBI. Like, I found this went from their investigation. It was the Netflix documentary that triggered all the tips that made it possible for them to reopen the case. In the initial investigation, a coroner in Lynn County said he was unable to determine a cause of death, and witnesses' interviews failed to produce any arrests. The new autopsy done focuses on injuries to parts of Alonzo's body that the examiner concluded are inconsistent with normal patterns of decomposition. Details of the examination are being withheld for investigation purposes. Now to sum up the friend's situation, the story goes, when his friend got lost on a trip to buy cigarettes that night and never returned to collect Brooks from the party they journeyed to together, Brooks was left alone in the company of strangers. He never came home that evening. The following day, his friend found his boots and hat across the street from the house the party took place at, but no other sign of Alonzo. The local sheriff's department, as well as Kansas state investigators, claimed to have searched the area as well in the days following Alonzo's disappearance, but found nothing. And we know the family found him rather easily and said his body was clearly visible, so I question these searches done. But I will say some of my research found that the family found his body clearly visible by a creek near the home with his belongings in pristine condition and his body undamaged by water. An autopsy was unable to determine the cause of his death. According to the Netflix episode, several rumors swirled at the time that Brooks' body had been preserved in a freezer following his death while police were still searching the area. And to be in water for a month, that theory kind of I kind of a little bit believe that theory yeah. because his body should have been damaged in a bigger month. Like, Something, you know, like he would have, his blood is what it does to skin is just disgusting, especially with, with the osmosis and stuff like that. So it would have been highly bloated, mm-hmm. discolored. His clothes would have been ruined, things like that. In Unsolved Mysteries, the friends that Alonzo attended the party with recalled tension between Alonzo and other party guests, as well as racial slurs directed at Alonzo. Unsolved Mysteries co-creator Terry Muir said that she believed a break in Brooks' case relies on witnesses coming forward that have previously remained silent about what happened that night. Brooks' family has speculated that his death may have been the result of a hate crime. But sadly, as of now, that is all the info we have in this in his case. 
Thankfully, his case has been reopened and best believe I will be keeping an eye out and keeping us updated on information as it comes out. That, that's it. That's it. Wow. Um, I want to say this. I know what the, the saying is like snitches get stitches, right? But if you saw something and you're not saying anything, the person, whoever is keeping you guys silent or anything like that, when they are in prison, do you know that there is no way they can actually harm you? They're not that connected. I'm letting you know that right now. If they're at this party, right, like, unless they're like, I don't know, governor or something like that, they are not that connected to where they can still cause you harm. There's no point in you having any type of silence. That's ridiculous. This is a person's life who was ended. And it's like his family has had to go years without any answer, anything. His life is is meaningless pretty much in, in this in this justice system, which is so fucked up. Yeah, and like I said, the fact that it took Netflix to make them reopen it. The, nothing's changed. There's no different information. They just didn't care until Netflix put the microscope on it. Oh, but we're that far to, um, like we're that far away from things like that, right? Like we're it. We're not. We're not, guys. Just open your eyes. And this is uh, stay woke is overly used, but it's to get you to realize you got to open your eyes. You got to continue to look at these things because they want you to stay ignorant. Like whatever system is at play, it wants you to stay ignorant. Learn you something. I agree, Chris. I definitely agree. I always say that. Educate yourself. Realize. Be the change you want to see, as they say. But I told these two stories together because I believe they show a pattern of behavior. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I could have told hundreds more similar. Like I said before, we may not agree on racism, but we can agree on a pattern of behavior. A pattern of behavior like the victim constantly being villainized. For instance, Tamala being made out to be a horrible smoker simply because she smoked weed. Listen to the interviews and see how much they harp on it. Her constant neglectful investigating and a lack of empathy for the family. In these cases, because of the color of their skin, these two people did not receive the type of investigation they deserved. It makes that with a distrust brought on by a history that cannot be denied as racist and cruel, as well as continued unfair or unjust treatment of a community of people. It is not shocking that these questions are raised. I have had arguments with my white mother about the fact that a white woman will get different treatment in her case than a black woman will, and she will argue that it isn't true. But guys, take a look back at the cases I've covered. They're predominantly white because it is damn near impossible to find info on cases of black, brown, or indigenous people. They just aren't cared about or reported on. So we can argue accident or not all day, but what we can't deny is that black lives have not always mattered and are not treated equal. I know there is plenty of things I left out, so please educate yourself on these cases. There are plenty of podcasts that take a deep dive into Tamla's case, and as I said, documentaries, including the one on Netflix covering Alonzo's. But there are also far too many other cases on Black, Brown, and Indigenous people that are still unsolved because law enforcement and the local communities didn't see them as worthy of justice. Mm. And that, that criminalizing thing that Shannon mentioned, um, this, is, this is a practice. It is systemic in the way that it happens. Because if you think about it like this, and this is something that, you know, as kids, we're not taught. 
we grow up and we're taught about the presidents and we're like, oh man, they all sound really awesome. Like I admired hearing stories about the presidents, George Washington, all of them. And then we have, we have heroes as well. We have Martin Luther King Jr. But they'll talk about how he was unfaithful to his wife, right. Coretta. But we never hear about, and when we're being taught, George Washington, well, he owned slaves. He was a racist. Mm-hmm. Our country is founded by by racist practices and people who weren't for for the people that they brought here, the immigrants they brought, which is my people, my a part of my heritage, because I also do have my mother's heritage in me as well. And we are super white on that side. Exactly. <laughs> but my point being that that is something that is done quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Like oh, Michael yeah. Jackson cannot be brought up as the greatest without, he's a pedophile. Right. Or, for instance, Ahmaud Arbery. They tried to villainize him as him breaking into homes. That was not the case. Um, make him guilty. Like, make them look guilty. Take away take away all the good that they could have wanted or did and just make them. Brianna Taylor. Oh, she must have not answered for the police. That's why she deserved to be shot in her bed in the middle of the night when no one should have been there. Bullshit. Uh, Tamir Rice. Oh, it's a little boy out with a gun. What little boy really walks around with a gun? No, you saw a black child and you called the cops. It's always done. We are always villainized. If you do anything in Jacob Blake, oh, his past needs to be brought up, even though what happened to him right now is what is important, not the past or anything like that. But yet, when a white kid goes into a school and and shoots shoots up a school, he is a victim. He's a poor person that was bullied. His past is is sad and poor him. It makes him almost different. like he's some sort of he's some sort of a uh, super villain and he had a traumatic backstory. Fuck that shit. He was a mass murderer. Mass murderer who got to go to prison. They actually the took whole him. Point is how institutionalized it is like you said they don't even realize they're doing it when they're sitting there like villainizing tamla by saying she was the only one smoking if that's my friend chris am i going to go into a police station and say you were smoking if something happened to you no Mm-mm. no like why would i do that why would i try to make you so they don't even realize they're doing that and that's what we need to realize people we need to realize these in- institutionalized behaviors these prejudices that we don't even know for instance one of my favorite ones every time i went to a party back in wisco was oh my god chantelle you're here you want to listen to hip-hop well, actually, Catherine, I like rock and roll too. I do. Like, <laughs> do you do you have any Brad Paisley by chance? Like, no, actually, Mozart. What would give you that impression? Like, you know, just realize the prejudices. Stop sitting here with your whole everyone's too sensitive. We need to be fucking sensitive. Yes, we do. Sensitive is fine. Like, what the fuck? When did this idea that we need to be assholes come into play? Because I'm tired of being asshole, America. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really tired of it. I'm tired of this whole situation. I'm tired of the fact that this is a thing. I'm also I'm also against parties, guys. We, this is another <laughs> party situation. And here are these numbers a hundred a hundred to three to three people. My friends leave, it's now a hundred to one. Mm. Wow. Wow. And that a hundred, again, they are now the majority opposed to and me now being the minority. He had the same experience as you. You go to a party, you expect to have a good time. Instead, you're called the N-word. This 
This will provoke two emotions, and this is what they know. They know that this is either going to make you angry and want to lash out, to which now they have a reason and a cause to actually attack back because they want you to be angry. They want that. They're trying to provoke that emotion. And that, that right there, that alone is what makes racist just ridiculous because you have, you're having such a bad day in your life that you want to, you want to come at me. You're having problems. We could talk like normal humans because you know, I'm probably going through similar, similar things. We could talk about, Oh, you're really struggling with your finances and that that's why you're angry. And I'm just something you can direct it at. It is ridiculous that that is still a thing that he is still hearing this. And my mother, Claims that she, you know, racism in her mind ended at like 1980. It ended like 1980. It just didn't exist. Because she loves black men. And we love to see it, but that doesn't change the fact that what is happening. This is 2005, though. It's 2005. Oh, yeah. Yeah, So it's still happening. And it is still happening today. You can still go certain places. I just watched a documentary on Arkansas. On Arkansas, which is the most racist place in the world. That's Mm -hmm. what they broadcast themselves as. That's amazing. Now here's what now here's what I'm thinking. This is the majority, right? But I've watched them, which is it shows Compton mm-hmm. and how Compton was this nice neighborhood. You know, you had an all white neighborhood, but then you have a black family move in, and then that black family recommends this neighborhood to their black family. We become the majority by bringing our family there, by bringing our family up. That's the problem with, and this is the problem with. with the society of of black America, where sometimes some of us can feel like our voice doesn't matter. And this is even true with, with certain women where I'll listen to like a, a podcast of a woman who's like, well, you just gotta be, you gotta be submissive to your husband, darling. That's what's wrong with the country that you're not submitting. No, bruh. What's wrong with the country is that we're still, that's the people who we allow to be the majority and vote on our representatives because if we allow them to be the only ones who vote, well then that representative is their voice. So the person who they believe in the voice that they want to be projected is not the voice that will be, that needs to be heard. Oh, it's frustrating. It is especially being mixed because Mm -hmm. like I said, we see both sides. You're hearing us mention our mom. Our mom has black children and we're having to sit here and have these talks with her because we are, even we are privileged to not experience things the same that our darker complected family members Mm -hmm. and friends experience it. And when that happens, I said this time, I said this at the beginning of this case, when you don't experience it, it's easy to act like it's not happening. And I feel like that happens a lot. And that's why people say white privilege and white people get, again, defensive. But that it's not bad to have privilege. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's. You're lucky that a cop doesn't randomly see you and just be like, well, come fuck up his day. Right. Or that when like, you, this is the best example I heard. When you go to look for a job and you do an interview, if you are black, the first thing they're going to assume is prejudices and stereotypes about Mm -hmm. you. When you're white, that doesn't happen. You automatically have a leg up on a job over me, over me. And then you add in the fact of, hey, I wear my hair natural. I know you guys have seen me. I got my crazy curls and everything. That automatically gives me a leg down from a white woman with straight hair because I have stereotypes put in place about me and who I am. 
that is the privilege that we're talking about. It's not bad that you have that, but it exists and we have to acknowledge it and we have to move forward. And this is what I try to teach my mom every day. And it's so frustrating. Guys, <laughs> if you have not, I recommend uh, just on the subject, uh, if you are strong hearted and you can, you can look at certain things, them on Amazon will break you down and really show you and expose to you the struggle that people people of color can deal with and and the time frame they do it so amazing so here's my question to you this is off topic and everything but me and our cousin actually had to talk about this but do you feel like i didn't watch that as you know it was Mm -hmm. was, i couldn't i can't watch things that it's really bad brutal it's super do you feel like in a way sometimes that stuff becomes trauma porn for us not necessarily because sometimes like sometimes things like that we can really just be like i can be blinded by seeing all these things on the internet where it's like oh yeah we're we're really coming together right or being light-skinned and not having the same hardships it can be easy to be blinded to which on that note i will say i don't like feeling like because being both i should be accepted like we should be accepted Yes, please but there, let's get into this. There is an ignorance of, oh, you're lighter, so you have like it easier or it's better like for that. you. No. Okay, so I want to speak on this because this happened to me. I actually had a TikTok that went bananas and I had to turn off the comments and everything because it was crazy. But basically I was a I I made a TikTok saying I exhibited black girl magic. Um, and I was ate alive for it. I was basically told I was barely black mm-hmm. and didn't have black girl magic and and quote unquote and all these things and that you know this makes people wanting to that that was specifically for black women or black men and that makes people wanting to be a part of that they don't have those same experiences and let me be clear when i say that we don't we do not know what it's like to be full black we don't have the same experiences i want to be clear on that but we have our own we are not, when white people look at us, we are black. That yep. is all they see. Sad. And when black people look at us, it's almost like the same thing. Like, to like them, they like, don't see us as, they, they see our white. Yes. Which is like. And so we're not accepted by anyone. And I'm not trying to boo-hoo mix people. I'm not trying to do that at all. But when you're neglected from every part of who you are, it can be traumatizing to a person's psyche. To feel like you're not accepted in either group. Like, it doesn't matter where I am. I'm just not fully accepted. or Like I'm, I'm less of different. a person or something. I, I once had a co-worker. Um, she, was, she was black. And she just, she's telling me, she's like, you know, um how disgusting it'd be for me to be with a white woman or and even though, and I'm trying to explain to her like, okay, so you're saying that's disgusting. You're saying that you My would never allow white. your son to be with a white woman, but I was born of that. And she's like, it's okay because you're already here, but it's like, um, what, but you do realize that that's ignorance, right? right. Like, right. It's the same ignorance. And let me put it to you like this people. The first place that, you know, this was instilled in us is when they gave the title of black when they made the difference because bet the reason why we were able to cooperate with them in africa is because we didn't view them as any different we were looking at them oh you're just a lighter human makes sense okay you must be the you must be the northern region of human okay we're the african variant and we're the african variant we we all stem from the same place though 
But at that moment, when you're given a different title, you're no longer human. Well, now your view, your viewpoint changes. And then in slavery times, the lighter shade complexion usually would be in the house. They would be in the house. And this is something where it was made different for these people. And this is where that difference kind of stems from. Because, you know, this is where a lot of names are given. Mulatto, yes. you're like... But at the same time, they couldn't run away. They weren't allowed to just run away. And and you know what's really fucked up? Is you would have to, like... Your mom, who was in the field, you know that you know what you were a product of. You were a product of rape. Exactly. Which, let's not forget that, people. I under, That's my thing. I understand where the hurt comes from. I understand that you look and you see, or at one point, someone looked and seen that we were in the house, but remember why we're in the house. As if we were valued higher. And we were not. We not. were raped the same. We were created of rape. Like, come on. That's the things that needs to not be forgotten. And that's like my biggest thing. I understand where the hurt comes from, but we all have to play our part to fix the wrong that was created when we became these colors, when all we are is the human race. When in the wild, when you see a lion, they'll usually be like, this is, this is the Asian variant of lion, right? This is the South African lion. When you see a human, why do you look at a human and be like, that's a black, literally, that's a black person? I never call my cat white. I call him you Kitty. Don't. I literally He's call a cat. Him. His name is Stormy, but we call him Kitty because he is in fact a kitty. So if we're going to call each other anything, we should all be human one and human two. And if you have to refer to us as anything, oh, that's just an African human. Like, an like Afri- literally, I understand that. We all have, I did my DNA thing. I've literally seen where every piece of me comes from. I, it's it's fine to be proud to have German heritage, to be proud to have French heritage, to be proud to have black heritage. It's beautiful every part of who you are and what makes up who you are. What is not okay is to dislike someone because of who they are, to have ideas set in place about who they are because of what you heard. If you've never met a black person before or hung out with someone on a personal level, then you don't, you shouldn't have prejudices about them. You don't know them. Exactly. I'm going to say this. I have never disliked a person because of their color. If I dislike you, it's because I dislike you. I just don't like you as a person. I feel like a part of that, exactly. And I feel like a part of that too is because we're biracial though. Our whole existence proves that no one is better than the other because we exist. You cannot... People, you cannot have um, you cannot have a relationship with an animal that produces offspring that doesn't work. Human cannot populate or breed with other animals. The fact that it is possible for you to breed a white human with a black human shows that they are both human. Yep. They can breed together, and, and their offspring can reproduce. A donkey and a horse, their mules cannot reproduce, showing you that they. A liger cannot reproduce, but the fact that you reproduced, you are a mixed human mm-hmm. and you reproduce, boom, your whole, your whole prejudice and racism is fucking bullshit. This is where ignorance comes in. Learn you something. Study science. Yeah. Get into science. Yes. Get away from that, that y'all's toxic. News. They're, and then Facebook. the toxic religion. Like that too. I'd be hearing some stuff where it's like, how'd you even flip the Bible into that? Like, you know what, what how I mean? did you get there? Think for yourself. Love people. Learn to accept people. I promise you, there are cool white people. There are cool black people. There are cool Spanish people. You wonder why? Because we're just people. There's good. There's bad. Like, come we lost them from the same place. And here's why I'm going to say that. You believe in the Bible? Bible starts in uh, it Egypt. It agrees with science. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you this. 
I don't care how strong you think, you know, white people are. I know just from being mixed, my skin can burn up in the sun. Man. I couldn't take Egypt. don't play. Already, barely. <laughs> I can take Egypt. I know damn well y'all wouldn't be able to. So I know the complexion needed to be Plus, an Egypt. the Eve gene has been proven. Exactly. That black women carry the Eve gene. And I, you can Google that if you would like because we are out of time on this mug. But mm -hmm. yeah. I'm so glad we talked about these cases, guys. These cases are important. It can be uncomfortable to talk about racism really and things like that. But we have to do it so that my kids don't have to be called colors because that is fucking stupid. So if you want more information on these cases, like I said, other podcasts, that Netflix one is Unsolved Mysteries, look them up, do your research, and catch us next week on Forgotten Fridays. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Hey, guys. I'm Chantel. And I'm Chris. And this is Forgotten Fridays.